Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Singapore. Good morning to the entire LinkedIn universe. Thanks for tuning in this morning. As usual, another lovely Friday morning with Adrian, myself, and Yen. Good morning, Yen. How are you? Good morning. It's Friday. It's Friday, Friday, and morning. I can't wait for the weekend. How is Every everyone weekend doing? Is here. Yeah, I know, right? What uh, we we work for the weekends, uh, and one thing is that uh, you know it's it's been a very it's been a very uh, busy week for the both of us. But uh, we are back on air, and we want to share with you some very exciting ideas today. So for those of you who may not be so familiar with us, my name is Adrian, and I'm the CEO founder of Career Agility International, and Yen is our executive director and co-founder as well. Yen. Hi everyone. Good morning, TGIF. Happy to be here, and uh, we're excited to talk about some interesting things on risky career yeah. moves. Correct. The the we've had a lot of uh, calls this week. We've been talking to a lot of our B two C clients, and interestingly, we get a very large proportion of clients who are in their mid careers, and they're coming to us and asking us, "No, hey, I want to try this. I want to try that," and we look. We listen and we get a bit worried because they do the moves do sound quite risky, don't they, Yan? I think it's um I think they're just repressed and they're 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 just itching to to change things up. Um because it's been a long time since anyone has done anything interesting. If you think about it, right? COVID has put a, a halt on a lot of our activities. So everyone's itching to travel, try new things. And, you know, if they've been in a job for three to five years, um, they haven't seen a lot of progress. And then with the market uh, looking hotter and more active, more opportunities. <laughs> yeah. And so they're, they're, they're just looking at, wow, you know, some of these opportunities sound really exciting and they're very tempted to try. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I, I like the idea of uh, it being a bit repressed, like a cold spring, right? So it's like, you know, you're very hungry and suddenly you walk into a restaurant with a buffet line. Order there. Everything. <laughs> let, let me let go, let loose, right? But because it's such a sensitive topic and it's because it's such a high-risk uh, idea to make a mid-career switch, we're I mean, not just talking about switching jobs. We're talking about making real switches, like switching industry or switching uh, roles, you know, we, what we thought we'll spend some time today with our viewers to talk about five risky moves that you might want to avoid if you are in a mid-career situation and you're thinking of a mid-career switch. But first, uh, we want to talk about uh, the headlines. And what's really cool, I learned a new, I learned a new phrase this week. Yeah, I know I'm a bit behind the curve, but I learned a new phrase this week. It's called quiet quitting. I've been quietly quitting for the last 20 years. I don't know what you're talking about. How is this new? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's not, it's not a new idea, I think. Uh, but I think they found terminology or some vocabulary to describe it. It's and and a... why, why, why does it shock you? I don't know. I think just the word quiet quitting sounds silly uh, it does quiet quitting quiet quitting sounds like you know uh, i totally stopped doing my work altogether right? paycheck, yeah right? yeah it's the wrong word to use but but do you want to explain what quiet quitting actually is um i my personal take on this and uh, there are a few ways that you can take this uh, but quiet quitting just refers to the fact that you've got very very strict boundaries on um, the type of work you do, and you'll do up to what is optimal, but you don't go beyond expectations. 
um, which is more like an attitude towards the work that you have, kind of setting very, very clear boundaries. But that's my my reading of I think, uh, I think of you're right, attitude. you're right. And my response to that is, I feel sad. I mean, if, if you really just do what's necessary, you know, and not going above and beyond, uh, how are you going to progress your career? But I, on the other hand, I also see the rationale behind it because the people who are talking about uh, quiet quitting are those who are feeling overworked and they're being piled on with other people's work and everything. So so it's a, it's a strategy, it's a tactic, it's a coping mechanism to push back work that's not really yours. Or it is um, a deliberate, uh, clear boundary between work and life because mm. the individual who is of this attitude is probably thinking, my, my life is not my work. And so um, I work enough, I get paid enough, I don't want to strive any harder because I have something else going on on the side that I want to focus on. It could be a side hustle, it could yeah. be mm. a, a hobby, uh, maybe he's already financially uh, very, very sound and does not require further stress. <laughs> and besides that, like, like yourself, maybe, you know, he just wants to potter around the garden a little bit more or pursue his uh, cycling hobby, something like that. I mean, Perhaps. nothing wrong with that, I think. <clears throat> but I think the word, you're right, you know, the word quit oh, is not a good it. word. It, it gives no, but, it negative but look, connotations. But look at it, uh, uh... The definition doing the bare minimum at work. I mean, that's just sorry, uh, call me old fashioned. That's just bad attitude. Okay, that's a bad attitude. You should go it's like a machine. Attitude. You know, one of those machines and you put the you put the, the coin in and then it will function for all of that three minutes and yeah, then it just goes shuts off. down. The ride is over, right? So it's like yeah. <laughs> So if you are thinking of doing a quiet quitting, uh our advice is what advice would you give here? Um it's it's not a, a deliberate um, strategy and um, I don't I mean I don't I don't uh, I don't subscribe to it um, because the, the 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 very terminology of the word quit is not a good one it it is negative versus say um, I'm gonna do my best and then I will stop when it's about right to to stop work for the yeah, day, for example, I, I, I which like has that. got a more positive sounding attitude and there's nothing wrong with drawing right. boundaries. Yeah, I, I think we all should have some sort of boundary, you know, so that mm -hmm. there's no transference. Um, Work-life um, harmonizing and all that, I, I, I'm, I'm fully subscribed to that. I don't like the terminology, so I don't know who coined it. Um, that Some person's TikToker, unhappy. apparently. Some TikToker. But, well... <laughs> I'll, you I'll know what? Quiet quitting sounds like that 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 thing you do six months before you actually leave. You, you, you resign, right? Like right, quiet. because yeah. you you've mentally decided that mentally I will be moving already. on. Yeah. Yes, and uh, you've yeah. got something else waiting in the wings, and you just do enough. Yes, That's just what do, it sounds like. Yeah. 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 So anyway, unless you have something in your in your, in your pocket already, uh, this attitude. I may not help your career, so just be mindful okay. about it. Just because everyone else yeah. is doing it, <clears throat> just just make sure that you're you're not okay. But anyway, uh, we we want to move on to our topic today, and our topic today is about uh, the five riskiest mid-career moves to avoid. Uh, I was asked some time back, uh, Ian, we that you know um, uh, what what does career agility specialize in, and I and I was telling the person that no, we specialize. If you look at it for the past five years, in fact, we were formed. Career Agility was founded on a, to help 
mid-career executives to navigate their career crossroads. Right now, we have progressed to the point where we are helping those who have already found clarity to advance and master their career. But this topic about mid-career moves resonates very closely to our hearts, doesn't it? It is um, our origin. In fact, the, the, our platform has always been about um, that second career crossroad that a lot of um, 35s to 45s tend to, I guess, experience at some point when they start thinking, what's next? Or is that all there is? Um, that's where we started. And, and like you rightly pointed out, when we moved on into, say, career progression acceleration strategies, um, that is our other platform right now as well. True. So um, for those of you who just joined us, uh, welcome to the, to the Friday Morning Show. Uh, we run this LinkedIn Live every Friday morning uh, for the benefit of our viewers and for the benefit of uh, the public at large, where we talk about career matters. And to, my, my name is Adrian, and I'm the CEO founder of Career Agility International. And together with me is Yen, my, my co-founder and also our executive director. And she's our super coach because she's one of the most experienced, if not the most experienced uh, career coach in Singapore. And together, you know, we help individuals like yourself to find career clarity so that you can achieve career success and career happiness. So if you are a mid-career wrist, you're in the middle of your career, and and you want to have uh we got oh wow we got lots of nice uh nice nice comments coming in, uh if if you want to if you are in a mode where you're thinking what's next should I make a move okay uh, you've tuned into the right channel and we're gonna talk about it right now so if if we look at it why yeah and why is it a higher risk for mid career executives and, and can you define what is exactly a mid career executive? I think someone who's had. 10, 15 years of work experience um, is not uh, not junior anymore. Not, not uh, young ginger anymore. <laughs> has, has got um, a decent um, income, but also a lot of debt and probably a sandwiched uh, pers person. With what's a, what's a sandwiched person? Someone who's like a... In someone sandwiched two, uh, between sandwich two generations. Or... Yes. So perhaps um, aging parents and young children in the mix. And so a lot of financial obligations as well. And hmm. so the, the risk here, I think, refers to the fact that they have already progressed and built some foundations within a specific industry or domain, so much so that if they do want to switch into something else, there's going to be a very significant opportunity cost. Mm -hmm. So if you are a mid-career executive, uh, why why do we say that it's a pretty high risk to be looking at a career move? And it's high risk because, as what Yen pointed out, if you are a sandwiched uh, person, where and doesn't mean that you eat a lot of sandwiches like me, okay. But if you are a sandwiched person, where, where you have bills to pay and you got you have responsibilities to to look after, it gets a bit tricky because if you make a wrong move, there are ramifications, there are repercussions. So. It is a bit high risk. And, you know, if you were younger, maybe in your early 20s, uh, in your 20s, and if you make a career switch, a, a switch back would be quite straightforward. But if you're in this zone, uh, we have to be very mindful. So we want to highlight to you that before you make that switch, these are the five things that you need to think about before you do the switch. And the first one is one of the very common ones, <clears throat> mistaking your fantasy job for your dream job. What do we mean, what do we mean by this? You see, it's like when, was, when you're forced to uh, study yeah. something you didn't want to because your parents insisted. Yeah. And? 
And you've always wanted to do something else. Uh, your parents said, no, go get a degree. And then they force you to study, say, accountancy. <laughs> no. You, you get your accounting degree, after which um, you pursue an accounting job for about 10 years. And then yeah. you decide, oh, I've got, I've got some money set aside. Um, let me now pursue my dream of setting up my own restaurant or a cafe. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But that's that's a fantasy job rather than a dream job because it's something which is nice to have, you know, and uh, you can imagine yourself in it. You're fantasizing, you know. It's, I've, I've always wondered, my fantasy job has always been to be a tour guide then show, uh, as I always say, you know, to show uh, tourists the nicer parts of Singapore, the, the, the nice food in Singapore, make friends and everything. But, you know, it doesn't pay the bills, unfortunately. <laughs> so it's a fantasy job. Uh, what's your fantasy job, Ian? I, I was literally uh, considering um, a bakery at one point. I, I mean, the thought came in and then the thought quickly left because you know how hard it is to run a business and yeah. to do industrial-sized orders. Um, it's nice to bake one cake, but it's not if you have to start doing like 50 different cakes in, in, in the hundreds. Um, yeah. and, and every time, you know, I bake for Chinese New Year, I give up the ghost. <laughs> oh, okay. Imagine the, the kitchen mess, the kitchen nightmare right? after baking, especially yeah, tarts and everything. Yeah. But we, we, let's see, the, the challenge lies, okay, uh, for those of us who are tuning in right now, the challenge lies is that if you are a mid-career executive and you are tired and, and exhausted or just frustrated with your current job and you decide to quit and try out a fantasy job, which may or may not happen, chances are, may not happen uh, you're running a very huge risk and you're mistaking a fantasy job for a dream job so imagine if you're in sales with a mid-sized software company and your dream job your fantasy job could be you know wow i want to i want to start a bakery or you know i want to start a pet pet uh, a grooming shop whatever it is that's a fantasy job but ideally more realistically your dream job could be to work with uh, Amazon or, or Facebook or one of those bigger size companies where there's a bigger team, better products to sell, uh, a good mentor to learn from. That's probably a dream job to have. But when you forego everything that was that that you that you have for a fantasy, that's where it gets risky. But then how do you distinguish between a dream job and a fantasy job? I don't know. I um I'm, I don't subscribe to uh, labels. I think it's just whether or not something is realistic um, and whether or not you have uh, counted all of your chickens, count all <laughs> your chickens. You know, you make sure that you, you, you check everything before you um, rush into a decision. Um, I don't know. I mean, something, something fantastical. I mean, it, it, it sounds like it's just one of those unreachable goals and it's nice to think about. I still feel like fantasy jobs are reachable if you plan I think they're well. reachable. Maybe not now, but, I mean, but you see, it could be a me, nice my, retirement my, activity. It could be, right? It could be. And uh, for me, I think for those of you out there who are, who are wondering whether this job that I want, is it fantasy job or a dream job? Uh, a dream job is something that, yes, I'm definitely going to take it. If the offer comes in, I'm just going to take it. I'm going to do it. That's a dream job I want to do. So a fantasy job, it's, it's probably something that may be a higher risk or may not be so sustainable in the long run, okay? Or it's just a fun project to do. That's possibly a, a fantasy job. Like sometimes you know, people tell you to start a business or you have an idea, I hate my job so much, maybe I should just start a business. And, but I have no idea what to sell. But you know, hey, uh, multi-level marketing, I'm sure someone I can sell someone something. That's dangerous. So 
you have to distinguish if you need to make a move make sure you move for a very realistic dream job rather than a rather difficult to achieve far, further far up the horizon fantasy job fantasy and dream sounds the same to me but <laughs> it's a stretch it's a stretch yeah it's a stretch you see, when, when I was a headhunter, uh, when I was doing full-time headhunting back in 2012, uh, my fantasy job was to start up a, uh, a consulting, a career career strategy consulting firm where people would come to us and we will be the industry, I'll be an industry expert and I'll run a team of uh, very experienced career coaches, almost like a clinic. But back in 2012, that was a fantasy. See? So I didn't just drop everything off, uh, all my work and everything and just started. It took me six years to get, to turn the fantasy real. So don't give up on your fantasy job. Okay? Figure out, is it realistic? How do I get there? That's really important. Uh, don't give up your fantasy. Don't give up your dreams. Just make sure that uh, you have a... you you. It's grounded in reality. And it's grounded in reality, exactly. Yeah, and, which leads us to the second point. Yeah. It's about emotions, right? Um, that when it comes to our jobs and our careers or our decisions or when a trigger occurs during your regular grind it, it's it's no. it's very easy to go okay this is it i'm, I'm quitting and then you kind of throw a tantrum and leave um yeah. so you got to watch out for for the emotions and so walk away from it first calm yeah. down and then and, and and think things through and put everything into a plan um so be rational about it that's you know, my take. what what's funny is you know, we were talking about quiet quitting just now right so uh, what you just said, make noise and leave. I think that's the opposite of quiet quitting. That's noisy, noisy quitting. So it's like, that's I a tantrum. It's still a tantrum and leave. Uh, I've actually seen that happen before. Literally, so you, it? you witnessed it? I witnessed it once. Uh, wow. Many, many, many years ago. I, I was a temp. Uh, this was after my A-levels. I was a temp staff at uh, uh, Temp Clark. At, uh, in those days, we just call them temp clucks. Uh, in a in a in an aerospace company, and one of the ladies just uh, got so pissed off, she literally did a uh, use this the keyboard, and just smashed on the table, and just you know, stream a wow. uh, 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 stream of consciousness vulgarities came out, and she just walked off. It was like that's dramatic. Yeah, it was dramatic. That's dramatic. I mean, it's rare to to witness something like that. I think. But we do read a lot about it online on Reddit and BuzzFeeds. Everyone talks about how they got petty revenge and those, at work. And those were the days before, before your mobile phones. Uh, otherwise, I'm sure someone would have videoed it and posted it up on, on Right? On YouTube. I can but imagine. This, this, yeah. Well, this was yeah. 1991. So, uh, uh, yeah, your, your video camera was like... But so anyway, Huge. Uh, we digress. But you see, the, the, you, if you want to make a mid-career switch, make sure it's... Uh, you're more rational rather than emotional because the worst decisions yes. are made when you're emotional. Uh, the worst words that you use, the most worst decisions, the worst actions that you take, a lot of times comes from, from you being very emotional. Okay, And, yes. and I can tell you that because uh, as a very uh, 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 rational person that I am, but when I'm driving, sometimes I do get very emotional when I see a BMW driver. Oh, sorry, apologies to BMW drivers, uh, but you know, cars of a certain make uh the way they drive they cut you off and you're like you know and i gotta tell myself okay come down come down don't get a stroke don't get a stroke there are people out there just like that so you have to be <laughs> irrational rather than emotional and uh if you're sometimes you're irrationally 
uh, if you're irrational and emotional, uh, you might just quit nothing in hand. And that's a bad move for a mid-career executive. Yeah, I mean, unless there are more pressing concerns like your health, in which case, please just, oh, yeah. it's not worth um, staying in a job that's going to, um, you know, make you ill. So please don't. But if, if, if you can be a little bit more rational, so take a breather, mm. think about it a little bit, um, speak to some professionals, uh, yeah. you'll find that it's, it's probably more manageable. So yeah. yes, don't, don't be emotional and don't be hasty. One, one uh, last point on this topic is, uh, you know, when, when you're drowning, anything looks like a flotation device, okay? Uh, when you're panicking and you're drowning uh, in the ocean, you know, even if a twig comes by or a straw or whatever, you'll be grabbing it. So uh, when you're in that state of panic, uh, you might just do something silly like quit your job and, and start a business or whatever. So take a breather and uh, take a step back. <clears throat> and this is something which uh, I, I see a lot of. And what do you think? People who... Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that, if, if you're upset about something uh, and you meet up with your friends, guess what's <laughs> the topic of conversation? You're going to unload, right? You're going to unload on your on your friends about your bosses or your colleagues or the work mm. or the customer. You're going to be the one unloading and, and just, just venting, if anything. Yeah. And then your friends are going to listen and go, oh, why do you do this? And why do you do that? And try this. And so they 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 mean well they mean mm. well but but they might not necessarily have the the the, the experience or the knowledge uh, to give you valid advice yeah and like what you said no uh sometimes the advice uh, is is well-intentioned but a lot of times it's unqualified like like, like what we always say uh, the worst advice to get is follow your passion right it's like yeah quit your job follow your passion go bake go be a be a busker on the road you know go be uh, the yeah. people who can give you that sort of advice have already got a, a lot a chunk of change stored aside yeah. and so they definitely have um, have that ability to follow their passion and thinking hey you should too because i regret not doing it yeah. not realizing that their, their, their journey and yours are going to be very different so it's a, it's very important to remember that the context um, of of their journey and yours is it's entirely different. They're not you, um, and so when you get the well-meaning um, older gentleman who tells you, "Ah, don't worry, it's like this. I've been through it. You're gonna be fine," or 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 an older relative, you know how relatives are. They're gonna yeah, tell you stuff, but they're of a different generation, and I think their world was also very different. So I think you what's interesting, take, yeah. take the advice with a pinch of salt, yeah. And I think what's really interesting, what's really interesting is sometimes when people tell you, follow your passion, uh, they don't, it's just a throwaway piece of advice, which they're just trying to get rid of you, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> like, you got a problem, uh, follow your passion, follow your passion, okay, uh, yeah, they need to buzz off, it's, it's basically telling you to get lost, <laughs> okay, follow, uh, just follow your passion, follow your passion, okay? follow your gut, yeah. follow your instinct, it's like, yeah, now let's go away, uh, don't bug me with your problems, I got my own problems to begin with, so, so uh, don't don't blindly listen to others because you know if if you have a toothache, you go. What do you do? Do you like uh, go online and check? Uh, do you like you know ask your friends? So you go straight to the dentist and get it. Fixed. Yeah, make your first appointment. <laughs> yeah, straight away. And if, you, right? so, if you and if you needed to buy a house, you go to a real estate agent and then you go to a lawyer and get the transaction done. <laughs> you don't go to your best friend unless your best hmm. friend is also a lawyer. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, get 
don't blindly listen to others. Listen to people who are able to give you qualified advice, okay? And with no with no uh, hidden agenda. Sorry, I'm going to click this now. Uh, now, the, the fourth thing we want to look at is uh, sometimes if you do not have a career strategy and you're just thinking, oh, okay, yeah, this sounds nice. Uh, why don't I go for it? Does it yeah, sound familiar? Too many, yeah. too many people have uh, jumped on bandwagons that did not work out just because it was trendy. You remember the bubble tea thing? Um, oh, yeah. I think it's made a great comeback, but there was a season when there were a lot of bubble tea shops that died. And uh, you know what? Now, now, it now, it's, now it's the coconut thing. I don't know. Every I see a coconut shake thing every corner that I turn around. It's like all over the place. Right. So I, I, I'm not sure it is a, a necessarily a bad thing, but have you properly um, thought your business plan out? Have you, have you decided on how mm -hmm. your model is going to work? Where's the income coming from? What's your outlay? So there's so many other things to to consider. Yeah. So um, don't just follow. But you know how a lot of um, you know I hear this a lot. Oh, um, this is the uh, this is the best counter. You should go buy the shares now because I heard um, that I heard, the, the heard company is friend, doing whatever. A friend, of a friend told me. No, you might you might end up in another GameStop situation. Who knows, right? Uh, right. The earlier, Be careful the earlier, of bandwagons. The early investors in GameStop, well, they, they made money. But, but you, you were regretting. But you be left holding on to the baby because you, you heard did it. Did you like, regret not not doing Bitcoin? <laughs> okay, don't get, don't go there, don't go there. I, I, I do not regret, I do not regret not buying Bitcoin at sixty thousand. Okay, so yes, <laughs> yeah. uh, I regret not buying Bitcoin at two thousand dollars when my fifteen-year-old son told me like eight years, five years ago. Okay, so. Uh, but yeah. nonetheless, you know, uh, the whole idea is you must have a career strategy. If you think that yes. hey, maybe running a startup is a good idea for me right now, you know, or maybe maybe I want to mm. join. Uh, maybe you're in your mid career, you're about forty eight, and you say I want to join Google. I want to join one of those fast moving. But you know, do you want to? Is it something that is going to burn you out? So you need to have a career strategy uh, to think about things and to figure out uh, whether or not it makes sense. And sometimes it's hard to have a career strategy. Of course, you don't know where to start. And if you're in that yeah. position, you know, what, what do we do, Yen? What do we always tell people? Um, well, come talk to us. You can you can send us a message at info at careeragility.org. I repeat, that's mm -hmm. info at careeragility.org. Yeah. You know, yeah. a typical question we have with individuals who are kind of in the in the maelstrom of, of confusion, um, hmm. they would ask something like this, um, you know, if there's an internal opportunity, but there's an external job, which one is more superior? The answer is, what's your strategy? You know, what do you mm -hmm. want to do with your with your career, and then which vehicle you think would get you closer to your own goal? So, if without an idea of where your your vision is, um, how do you know which road to take? So, yeah. yes, please decide on a career strategy um, and and make some plans around it. Yeah, come talk to us. Okay, come talk to us. Uh, and of course, the final biggest and highest risk uh, mid career move to do is to navigate your entire career crossroad on your own. Okay? It is dangerous because you don't know what you don't know. And that's the thing that gets you often, doesn't it? Nah, okay, this is where it can get a little bit contentious because you and I, we know a lot of individuals who somehow do very well for themselves and that's okay. Um, and sometimes we... You know, if you think about it, right, uh, if, if the individual has got great mentors and a strong network um, mm -hmm. and um, is, is fortunate enough uh, to have access to good advice, guess what? They're not alone. So 
and you know, I think about it when 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 someone is trying to dis, um, just just talk out whether or not this mm -hmm. opportunity makes sense or whether I should study more, should I take on this extra qualification? Well, there's so many questions. Should I take this project because the company is asking me to go to Outer Mongolia? And I don't know. <laughs> should I should I relocate? Um, uh, or if I if I say no to this promotion, what's the implication? So there there are many um, career conundrums and. Um, yeah. We, we want to highlight that, it, it, I mean, if you're confident and you have enough friends and a strong network, um, great. But where, where it gets us is this. The individuals who come to us when a trigger happens and they have already been talking to us, but they, they, don't, um, they don't, didn't subscribe to our programs or anything like that. Yeah. And, then, and then two years later, they, they come along and they've made a decision to join an organization. I'm like, oh my goodness, you should have told us because within sure. one week, you knew that it was a bad move. Mm -hmm. um, you knew mm -hmm. the moment you entered the, the, the door, you, you knew it was an oh oh moment. And then, yeah. oh, wow, hang on, why did you not come to us? You knew, yeah. you, we, you know, you knew. Don't wait. <laughs> Right. So you know, it, it, where it, we could have helped you. It, it, it would be less painful. Okay. And sometimes even less costly, even. Okay. If you make a career mistakes. Uh, you know, like what you like to say, you like to say this, and I like to quote you on this. Don't wait until it rains to fix your roof. Yeah, actually, my other quote was a bit more off color, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but but it's it's true. Okay. Uh, you make sure you know where all the exits are. Okay. When uh, and, and I'm a bit, I'm a bit an over planner in that aspect. Okay, I always make sure that I've got backup plans. I always make sure that everything, and as a gardener, okay, the, one of my other saying is, uh, the best time to plant a tree is like eight years ago. Okay, so the same oh, thing. Okay, the best time to plant a tree is eight years ago and you want the fruits, you can't get fruits right away. So, so uh, mm. don't have to go at it alone. You ask people, ask your career mentors if you have one, hire a coach, come talk to us. Okay, we are not expensive. Uh, we are not, uh, uh, expensive, especially with regards to the value that we can bring. Yesterday, a client uh, booked us for an hour of our time and uh, at the end of it, uh, he walked away and said, man, that was a $10,000 piece of advice. Okay, and it, and it literally was because we were discussing about uh, very, very uh, sensitive uh, information about uh, his, his uh, career and everything. So, come talk to us if you have a question, but don't go at it alone, you know. In, in summary, what we're saying is this. If you are in a career, if you're at a career crossroad now, it's quite normal. Many of us have that situation somewhere in our career, but especially more so if you're a mid-career individual between 35 to about 45 or 48, where the stakes are high, okay? Uh, you don't want to make a mistake that could have been avoided. You want to have another pair of eyes, uh, another two pairs of eyes, in fact, looking at you and uh, telling you, hmm, you know, maybe this isn't the best move. How about doing that? Okay. Come talk to us. Uh, Yen and, and I, we specialize in this. I want to just highlight that um, it's it's important that you also uh, put in the work that we ask you to do. Yeah. So it's, it you know how, it, Adrian, you like to say, oh, just come talk to us, we'll help you. And you make come it sound on. like it's a very easy process. Yeah. Um, it, it, it sometimes isn't that straightforward. Uh, and, They're talking and, to us, but is okay? yeah, <laughs> getting the solution that requires work, which we right. always, which we always work together with you, okay, hand in hand, to make it less painful. We're not saying it's not going to. We're not saying it's going to be painless, okay, but it's going to be less painful, shorter, and the journey is going to be less stressful as well.
And, yeah, it's uh, hard work. It's hard work. But you know, tell yeah. me what what of value in life is not hard work. Yeah. Besides striking a lottery. <laughs> but you want to strike the total also, you got to queue up for like one hour. I see in the queues outside. I don't I don't I don't gamble so but you know I'm seeing queues outside, it's like wow, oh, that's a lot of hard work, you know. It's I think like they've automated hour. it. All you need to do is go online these days. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, we, we don't we do not encourage gambling. The as a statistician <laughs> myself, you know, your odds of, of getting that yes. amount of money is uh, is minuscule. So I don't never please, take take your take take your money and uh, come invest in us. Okay. Uh, invest invest in session with us. Actually, you get better returns anytime. But you know what? What we do is we help our clients like yourself uh, with our career partner program. We we come in and we help you with uh, what's next in your career. We talk to you, and we help you map out your path forward. And we talk about options and which are the best options to do. Okay, so uh, we do get people who have very very good uh, responses, and uh, you know come come talk to us. We're always happy to have that conversation. Just email us info at careeragility.org. Our team is on standby. Uh, to help you with your career questions and uh you know we're always happy to help you so yep. if you are at a career crossroad right now uh, just you you also can reach out to us via linkedin as well okay always happy yep. uh, so happy it's quite friday cool. happy friday and uh, we've come to the end of the show and uh, if you have any other topics you'd like us to discuss in the coming uh, weeks ahead uh, please drop us an email as well. And maybe if you have any other career questions you'd like us to address on air, uh, do the same thing. You can even WhatsApp us at uh, plus six five eight eight three eight zero five five seven. Okay. So uh, we come to end, we come to the end of the show, and we want to thank you for tuning in once again. Uh, my name is Adrian, and I'm the CEO founder of Career Agility International. And Yen is our super coach. Yen, any last Take final care. words? Have a have a think about your career um mm -hmm. layer it over with your market information and your research yeah do a bit of thinking over the weekend and tgif tgif have a great weekend guys take care bye, bye.